Support for the Star Wars Stuff Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, that rhymes. All right. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code stuffpod at manscaped.com. All right, guys. Sometimes you got to do some maintenance. You got to do some trimming and either you hurt yourself or you don't do a good job and it's not a good feeling. All right. But Manscaped is here to help you. Okay. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And the travel bag is in there. I almost threw mine away. <laughs> I picked up the box and I was like, it's a little bit heavier with nothing in there. And I looked and there's a really, really great bag in there to hold all your stuff. Okay. First off, the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say that. I'm blown away by the performance and the craftsmanship of this trimmer. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That is very important. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight you need for more precise shave. All right, because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess of the bathroom floor. Big plus. All right, the the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. That is kind of weird to say, but yes, it does include that, and that is really what I use it for. Because I do have a lot of hair, so trimming my nose hairs and my ear is something I have to do every day, and I'm using this every day for that, and it's awesome. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and those delicate nose holes. So yeah, like I said, I use it every day, and I'm not even worried about that it's going to hurt me or anything. The Crop Reserver Below the Waist Deodorant and Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, like I said, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, to, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD at manscaped.com. All right, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STUFFPOD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth on the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Stories. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember... Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And I'm Josh. And we have episode five of Andor to break down, and we're also going to talk about the hype of Tales of the Jedi that's coming out this month. All six episodes at once. I'm I'm very excited for it. Uh, But let's kind of start with our first thoughts about episode five um, for Andor. I know a lot of people were thinking that we were going to get um, that dinner party that they kind of hinted at, um, where we would dive deeper into (laughs) um, 
dive deeper into the politics with, you know, no other than Sly Moore. And we didn't get that. And then we also thought the heist would be would actually begin. Didn't really start at all, really. Like they they like left the camp. Like that that really was it. Um spoiler alert for this episode. But yeah, no, it's it's just like I, I, I love the show. I love what they're trying to do. It's just I just find it interesting. Like it's 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 a very slow start. And there is a lot of character development just so we could get into um a rogue one situation because josh and i were just talking about this like most likely the crew is not going to make it and it's just going to be like a rogue one situation and they're trying to do that in a tv show and i think the person that wrote it is diving into that kind of vibe again like he did in rogue it's one becoming a, a a character drama um it's it's funny of uh how how like how many episodes do we know that this is currently 12 12 episodes so it's of the first season and then and then 12 episodes will be the first next season, season is already that like, will be it. it's like double the amount of um kenobis so yeah. i think it's an absolute shock of how fast that that show went and um every they're just hitting so many beats and um in kenobi whereas you hit this and it's now super slow it is and it's it's building up on, on so many different things it's trying to build up these new characters it's it's pushing so much drama and uh, character development to, to the point where um it definitely has to deliver on that next episode when yeah. i feel like if we don't get something absolutely amazing i i feel like a lot of people are going to get dis- disappointed because i mean i i'm hearing a lot of people are like hey man i want I want to see something happen. Like, I mean, we've been waiting and we didn't get uh, like the, the dinner party. And I feel like that's why a lot of people were let down. It's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm trying to get more out of the star Wars show and um, I'm not getting it just yet. So, I mean, I, I think the delivery is going to be great. We're building up these characters and I do believe that we're going to see some deaths coming up soon. Oh yeah. I like, I, I mean, it's, it's building up is just like, I sometimes I feel like I'm watching a show on HBO max. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, wow. <laughs> Like we're diving deep uh, there. Yeah. And we're diving deep into like these dark, you know, topics and situations because we find out that me personally, one of the I'm, characters... I'm loving the the slow burn. Like, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm loving this out of, out of the show, but I completely understand in, in today's 2022 world where everything is so fast paced that this doesn't fit the typical mold for Disney. Neither does it fit it for Star Wars. And I can understand why people are having. Uh, running out of patience but i i believe it's going to be worth it in the end oh yeah like i mean i i, I think it's going to be worth it it's just you're you're definitely right it's not something that we're used to we are used to a story that's down that's down to the point like in like in one episode and then that just continues just like in mandalorian um and in book of a fat and then in kenobi um, all those stories were written by people involved in um, on the Mandalorian team, and now you jump into Andor, which is you know Star Wars, but it's written by people that weren't involved on those teams. Like this guy, you know, helped write Rogue One, and the reason why that movie was so great, yes, it was Star Wars, but also it was something that uh, that was dealing with um, with not like super main characters. It it was dealing with um, characters that we could relate to but we didn't know that they would die Mm -hmm. but now we have you know this show andor that is dealing with a main character where we know his fate 
And we know that most of the people around him probably aren't going to make it because they're not in any future Star Wars projects. And if they are, you know, their story isn't that, you know, huge. It's not that, you know, important to the main plot. Uh, I I find everything that we've gotten so far interesting, but I I think you're you know of what you said was true. I think it does need to pick up the pace a little bit because if we experience the next episode and the heist has not begun, and they're just up on the hill, like just talking around the fire, and mm-hmm. then at the end of the episode they're getting ready and going down, I'm gonna be like, is this an episode of Dragon Ball Z? Like, is I mean, like, tune in next time. Here's here's an, here's another problem with uh, it, it, this is the high and the the low valleys of a, of a um the three like I, as I would say it's like here's the pilot episode, the middle where there's tension and then the payoff and it's it's a three act uh, three episodes, um, uh, parts. So I would say what's probably happening is they went through the high valleys of the first episode we got the first episode second episode and third episode and that really got us into the world so now we got this uh then we got episode four um which is the beginning then we got the middle uh, which is this last episode but it's because that they're not another it's not releasing another three episodes we haven't gotten that point yet and it's like all right come on we want to we want to pick up that pace it's kind of like we never got that we're not getting the payoff just yet and i I think it's harder when you don't have all these episodes releasing at once where it would be on like a Netflix series where everything just comes out at once where we can't just continue it. And I'm, I'm okay with that because we had that in the Mandalorian and we had so much speculation, but I feel like speculation can be dangerous, especially in star Wars because it builds up so much hype. And I feel like star Wars is one of the main series as well as Marvel where um, the speculation can actually hurt what the product is in the end. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I'm I'm excited, and I, I do truly think that the next episode is going to pay off this heist. Okay. What were your favorite parts of this episode? Um, the, the character development and seeing where these characters came from and their motivations, I think, was... And definitely seeing how... What, what the reason is to see these baby steps of the rebellion... Um, cause this is, cause it's, it's not Saul Guerrero's style of rebel group, which is very interesting to me. Cause we know that's like guerrilla tactics. That's all serious. Um, and I think when is... we see him pop up, like, because from the trailer, we see him mm-hmm. and when saw does pop up, you know, action will be happening. Like, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. as, as rogue one, we know that this is like a terrorist. That's our, they're like a terrorist group. Yeah. which I think they're going to lean into in this is be like, cause he's not as damaged as he is later in the future for rogue one. But I think that they're going to show like, yeah, he's, he's some, he means serious business with his rebel fights. Yeah. He's only guerrilla tactic style. Uh, and something that I could see them doing as well is, uh, is that, um, that the mission with the heist might not go well. And then, mm-hmm. Luthen will be like, all right, I'm I'm desperate. I like I have to go all in. And then he goes and finds Saw and is like, hey, you know, I've got this other thing. I need you. Can you help me out? And then like Saw comes in and then Mom Mon Mothma is not the biggest fan of Saw Guerrera. And we see that in Rogue One and we see that in Rebels. And I think maybe when Saw pops up and everything, I think that will be the origin story 
of why she's not his biggest fan. Um, okay. Because, yeah. And I could see him like just because he's already kind of crazy um, mm-hmm. a- after his sister's death. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, see him kind of um, turn towards, I don't care, you know, uh, like how I get my results as long as I get them. He's, he's mm-hmm. that type of guy. And I think we'll see that transition. The more. ends justify uh, the means is what he believes in. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's much more of building uh, hope towards the future where I would feel like um, it's the difference between hope and revenge. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, we won't, I don't think we'll ever see his, he, he never has that epiphany where he's like, maybe the revenge was never worth it in the end. Besides when he's, uh, telling them like uh save the dream and like save the hope yeah. in rogue one that i think that's i think they'll build up to that save, like, rebellion. save <laughs> the dream yeah. yeah i think i think they'll build up to that and and add more to his character because i mean he pops up in so many different things um yeah games shows like you know i was shows books yeah he's yeah. Been popping up everywhere he was also the first character from the Clone Wars, um, like that wasn't like a main character to become live action. And I was so excited when they were like, he's going to be in, in Rogue One. And the fact mm-hmm. that they got Forrest Whitaker to play him, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Like, that was a great acting choice. And then to see him after Rogue One to, you know, you know, to show up in Rebels, um, which had a huge plot point. In Rebels, mm-hmm. on Geonosis, talking about the Death Star, even though they didn't know they were talking about the, the you know Death Star, and then he showed up in Jedi Fallen Order, and then he showed up again in Bad Batch, and I'm like, this character is popping up everywhere, and it's because of he is part of the birth of the rebellion, like he he, he plays a big part of it, and I think they're adding it to it because they're trying to show you that not everyone in the rebellion is you know very light as as we watch a new hope it's like oh these are the good guys but then you you find out later you've got people like cassian on there who will also just do anything to get the mission done mm-hmm. uh and and it's same with um with saw guerrera so it's yeah. i mean it's it, it he's a very interesting character he's a very high stakes character so i'm really excited to see him in the show oh yeah for sure um don't know if it'll be next episode but probably not it, it was interesting um seeing Skarsgård's character uh during this episode feel so hopeless i i love i love his character i really like him um he's um, he just has to like i like how he's basically just having to put his his faith in his team because he, yeah. he's yeah he's just sitting there um on his comm radio just hoping for some messages that like hey look like we're doing good we're going to we're going to pull this off but um yeah, no, it's 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 very interesting seeing everyone be so vulnerable, especially Mon Mothma in this episode. Yeah, can't yeah, even no, con- uh, can't even control her own family, but yet she'll get yeah. To no, I, I I I I was going to talk about that because I was I was blown away that they were kind of diving into that where it was like she's like you know maybe on the verge of her marriage being done like. Will we see them like split up like in Star Wars and like see divorce? Because it's like we never seen that kind of stuff before, and 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 it's like on the verge of happening. Like, 
you can see her marriage is falling apart like in this that's very clear and and they're trying to make that clear so i'm just really curious of where they'll take that story um Mm -hmm. but yeah no no it's um it is a very dark you know adult um show and it's very crazy because it's star wars we never thought we would get something like that at least not this soon uh but it's you know it, it's here it's happening not everyone's happy about it um but honestly i think it's something that star wars needed uh mm-hmm. because it can't be all you know baby yoda and lightsabers all the time like it's it 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 has to be something that's gonna make In us a comparison all comparison of what i would say is kind of like no one took superhero movies seriously until Batman came out. Yeah. Um, at, in, in a serious take of this, I would say um, Batman being the original is going to be like Rogue One with a serious take on Star Wars. And then I would say that this is like a Christopher Nolan serious take yeah. um, for Star Wars. And I, 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 I've, I'm really enjoying it of how they're they're taking their time and, and pushing like this is this is a serious series. I'm I'm just hoping that it pays off. But um if you want to if we want to get into uh the full breakdown, um yeah the the episode does begin on the uh the character from uh when he meets his mom, they're continuing yeah. inside uh, you're, yeah you're seeing you're seeing how how we how whipped he actually is of a character his parents uh like he is a mama's boy yeah yeah like you've already put all this like shame on us basically you you need to get a job we're gonna have to call in a favor and i'm i'm wondering if he's related to someone that we might know in the future well so in all right so in legends and everything and i think it is canon um uh grand marf uh um so tarkin actually does have a son we we like never really see like his son except you know one time in the book and that like in in the book and vader kills him i don't know if that's canon or not anymore but i could definitely like you know see him being related to a imperial officer in some way and then if that's the case it's like a favor from your uncle i believe that's who she was talking about okay yeah you need some new prospects and i was like i wonder if they're alluding to that he's related to someone serious i wouldn't like imagine if it was krennic like i wouldn't like that would be pretty funny that would be kind of wild to me i mean i i could see that happening but like i mean i could see it also being like like, it's it's someone's gonna get him a job in the empire i just don't think he's gonna like it in the empire and um and then he'll be like all right i'm joining the rebellion like i'm tired of this uh yeah no do you feel like we'll see an urso in this I could see Galen, probably not Jin. I could see, I could definitely see Galen. Um, I could see Jin being, you know, I could see her being referenced by Saw, uh, in some mm-hmm. way. But I don't think you know she would make a cameo. But I could definitely see Galen Erso making a cameo. I could see Krennic making a cameo. Mm-hmm. I, I think all those big Rogue One characters will play a bigger part in season two of Andor because that leads directly into the events of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm, I'm I'm really excited just to watch all shows all the way through and then lead into the events of of Rogue One. I think that's going to oh, be yeah. really cool. 
Um, and then the the next scene that we get is back at the camp. Um, and I forget what the character's name is, but he has his shirt off and he has all of his tattoos exposed. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> You're like, no, I just found his character like, I don't know. He's all about himself. And uh, and he tries to claim that, like, you know, I'm here for the team, but he's really I think. I, I think it's jealousy and I think it's um like you know him thinking you know I'm I'm better than you the team doesn't need you they have me why are you here like that 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 that's the type of vibe that that he's bringing I um, I'm going to say I think it's cuz he just doesn't he doesn't trust him at all which it, it, it's 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 morely pushed in the next like in a couple scenes yeah. later on but um yeah he's he's like Hey, uh, I I saw like he's, he's talking to Cassian, and he's like, "Hey, I saw that you your eyes went right to my tattoos. Like you know what this is. None of them know. None of them know like where I'm from. None of them know that the pain I've been through. But I know that you do." And I was like, "Hmm. So these are some secrets that they both share." And he's pointing out all of his tattoos. And Cassian's like, "So what do you, what do you want? Just revenge against the Empire from what they did to you?" And um. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool seeing all of his interesting tattoos. But yeah, he's definitely the the one of the group who does not trust any outsider into the group. So I was like, hmm, very interesting. I like I like more of this outside world building from that scene. That was really cool. Yeah. So what what did you what did you think? Just like you just don't like his character right now? Well, I like I I I mean it's honestly it, it was just the vibe that that he gave off where it, it was just like i don't trust you because i don't understand you know of why you're here and then when he eventually finds out you know of, of like why he's here and everything like he's um i i think he's upset but then also he's very surprised w- with his honesty and then he's like okay i'll come clean and like and and he you know gives him the other reason why so it's just like i i don't know i mean i i feel like I'm not going to be really sad if he goes, but there's other characters in there where I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, and then the next scene is Mon Mothma. Uh, we, they're, they're talking about the, how the party went, and the, but she's having a conversation with the, her daughter and her husband, and it is not going well. She cannot control her daughter at all, and her husband is not helping her at all to control her daughter. And I was like, wow, this is... Yeah. It's... It's family drama, but it's so interesting to see Mon Mothma be. She's so vulnerable. She's putting that so much out there for this yeah. rebellion, um, and her marriage is not going swimmingly at all. And I'm no. like, wow, it's it's so interesting to see such a giant player in the rebellion be reduced down to, um, yeah, just being so vulnerable, like not only just towards her own life, but just yeah, everything. It's it's very funny and interesting to see. I'm uh I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up seeing uh Bell or Ghana. Like I could see him coming I mean of being that their... extra person that they were talking about last episode joining the circle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um because some some people know this, some people don't, but the the actress playing her uh her first time wasn't, you know, playing that, that deleted scene in rogue one it's, it's it's like she like played that character in the deleted scene from re yeah. revenge of the sith mm-hmm. and the, and and then she played her again 
in Rogue One and then in Rebels. And now again, it's just funny because of it, it was like it was a deleted scene. Mm-hmm. It never made it to, you know, you know, on the big screen. But, you know, some people like I'm not sure if you watch it yet. I watch it like at least like twice a year, but it's the four hour <laughs> cut of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And they put in all of like the big deleted scenes and they remaster yeah, yeah, yeah. it to make it look like oh, it's so good. But yeah. So, yeah, no, um, I it, it was really interesting. Is canon? What do we know if that deleted scene is canon or is it not? I'm going to say what they're telling us is true from a certain point of view because it, it not happened, all... but it's it, it may not have happened yeah. that exact way, that kind right. of thing. Because if you look at that s- deleted scene from Empire Strikes Back of where C3PO is running, you know, past that door, he runs back and he takes the warning sign off. And uh, and then the stormtroopers come up, and then the, you know the wampas eat them or whatever. Uh, that um, it's actually canon that there there are wampas in there, and that and that warning sign is for the wampas because uh, because there was a short that was made. Um, f- um, it's called Forces of Destiny, and it shows Chewie, Leia, and uh, and R two, and they actually trapped um, the wampas in there, and then at the end they end up putting that sign on the door, and it's like that's canon. There are wampas in there. That scene happened. So mm-hmm. I, I I could definitely them seeing, you know, seeing them being like, hey, that scene with her is canon. Cause okay. You know, she came from that deleted scene. There's nowhere else in, in the movie, you know, where she shows up. So um, and then our next scene is back at the camp, and it's everyone's favorite character, the the guy from Black Mirror. Um and he's asking uh, Cassian what his um, his view is of his his spiritual view. Um, it's very interesting seeing his he's he's like a spiritual character on the effects of what this uh, rebellion is and what the Empire is to someone. See, he's he's he. I think he is the pure. He's the representation of the pure emotional view of a rebellion. Yeah. Oh yeah, like his his comments about how um we biologically can't handle um a, like atrocities to the point where we will ignore them where he says like one atrocity everyone would have uh completely yeah. dropped the empire but if you have 40 atrocities then um we just can't handle it and you'll just go by it without even caring. And I I think that's a really cool cool way of thinking. That um, that line also reminded me of um of Bill Burr's character in in Mandalorian, where in season two they are in the tank, and then he's like talking about you know it doesn't matter whose side you're on either way you are you know it doesn't matter whose side you're on either way there's one side that is still trying to control the galaxy like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 just the way it is and 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 people you know try and look at that in a black and white perspective when in reality it's you know it's gray. yeah yeah it's it, 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 it's it's a gray area because of the because of the rebel alliance doesn't like how the empire you know how they run things and the empire doesn't like how the rebels run things and either way they are trying to be power hungry and move their way up and be like, boom, now I'm in charge. And it's because everyone is, you know, 
trying to move up and, you know, not be, you know, controlled by someone. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just the way it is. Um, and then on our next scene, uh, Cassian gets called into the the planning room of what they're going to do with the actual shipment, uh, the train system. And they're asking him, like, hey, do you know how to, like, uh, do you know how the train system attaches to the rail so that, and they keep asking him the same question. He's like, wait a minute, you have no idea how to get this thing off the rail, do you? And they kind of like try and course him and like saying like, hey, you know, like, you know, you have a job to do. We're going to do a job. I, I, we need to know if you know how to do this. He's like, you actually have no idea how you're going to get it off. And I was like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. And it, it's funny because it's 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 I think it's like a it's like a callback to to Scarif base and how their plan is like, plan. we're just going to keep on going no matter what until we figure it out like yeah or we're dead and i was like hmm interesting and then he's like you know what i know how to drive this i can get it off i'm going to be the one who's driving and they're like no 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 you can't do that and like we already have a driver and he's like no if it's my ass on the line which is what he said that's his question yeah i am going to uh i'm going to drive it and i was like ooh, interesting which we don't know if it's a lie or not it could be a lie I like I I mean I don't know. I think because we are getting more character development in this episode, it was just like I think Cassian will care a, a little bit mm -hmm. about some people, but it's it is very interesting to me to uh uh to see um Cassian be in this situation of where, you know, he's normally just doing this for himself and then you know him kind of confessing up and being like yo listen i'm just here for the money that's why i'm here deal with it as you will and it's and and i think he told them because he's like you know in a way he felt bad but also i think he was trying to get their perspective on 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 you know on why they're there and then that kind of you know breaks down to people you know talking to him more and I think he's trying not to get attached because I think he knows that they're kind of doomed at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the uh, the we see Gorn, um, which is the uh, the guy who's with the Empire, uh, their yeah. their man on the inside. He goes back to start uh, talking about the the protecting the shipment with the other officers. And then we get another scene with uh, them training to uh, look like they're soldiers in the empire. And during that scene, they're, they're, they're marching with the, with their weapons to look like they're uh, a part of it. And then Cassian points out that, Hey, you do realize that you should probably switch because uh, you look like you don't use your right hand. You use your left hand. Like it's not what you're comfortable with. So it's pretty interesting seeing the leader be like, oh, okay. You, you're you you're very focused on the team and uh, to, to Cassian. Like he's like, you pointed that out very quickly. So it's cool seeing how in detail Cassian is in trying to um, save himself in this whole situation. <laughs> Um, yeah, because he asks, he asks him, you have to switch, and then the, the leader's like, okay, yeah, okay, we're, we're going to switch up uh, in different formation because of him using his left hand. 
I was like, that's cool. Yeah, no. I uh, now from the trailers we know he's wearing. Um, he is wearing. Uh, they're wearing mud trooper uniforms, I believe. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them marching, I was like, oh, like stormtroopers. Uh, but then I was like, wait a minute, no, they are definitely not going to be wearing stormtroopers because there actually wasn't really any storm stormtroopers on base. Of as far as we've seen, it's mainly. You know, officers and and, and mud troopers. Mm-hmm. There, um, there was also an actor in there, uh, um, who is British, and he was on Agents of Shield and and stuff like that. And I've noticed, like, if you didn't know that the show was being made in London, um, you, you could definitely tell, um, because <laughs> there are a lot of like those like. British based actors. I name British actors. Yeah. yeah. And, there's, and there are a lot of them are with uh, the Empire, which is great to see again. Great to hear. Again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the the next scene is when they hear a TIE fighter coming by um, and they end up all like covering up their blasters and the, the TIE fighter comes swinging by and basically just to terrorize them and um, it flies super low, uh, kicking up all that water. I was like, wow, it's it's really cool how we've seen TIE fighters hundreds of times before, but yet in, in this, they, they do make them like a terrifying threat. Do you think that that the pilots spotted them? And uh, and then we find out later like um, that Gorn is just like, oh yeah, like I, I haven't seen any reports or anything in the TIE fighter, you know? Um, I don't think so because... Their their little place or whatever is a farm. The only thing that they were trying to hide was just the blasters, not themselves. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, they still got all the sheep out there. That's completely fine because they know that there's farmers. Because they were talking about how many they basically wiped out and and basically drove from the land. So, but they do know that there are still some farmers. There are not many, but there is still some. So something I'm hoping that we get in season two and i think it won't happen until we get ahsoka but and because in ahsoka we know that we'll probably see thrawn in there and i'm like if we get thrawn in season two of andor that would be great because uh right now it's the race of um it's the race between thrawn and krennic of getting their two top secret projects done for first right so mm-hmm. krennic is trying to get his um uh his death star finished and then uh and then um thrawn is trying to get his tie tie interceptor tie defender um it's the tie fighter that that like has like the three like uh here hang on here here's the example cool all right so you like have the Tie Fighter. It's got it's it's got two right here, and it's got one on top, and it's got shields, and it's like the first Tie Fighter to ever have shields. And they actually explore that in Star Wars Rebels, and that time period is happening like around the events of Andor. So it's like mm-hmm. I could definitely see like you know them coming to a meeting um, because they actually pull Thrawn to Coruscant because Thrawn has to try and get his project to be the main priority over the. Death Star. So I would love to see Thrawn in this. I know we're kind of you know tracking, but you were talking about the Tie Fighter. I was like, you know what? It would be really interesting to see Thrawn show up. So, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Been. 
Um, and then the, I think the next thing that we get is uh, we cut back to that uh, investigative imperial uh, girl who is uh, who is told like, hey, like I want you to just to drop all this. Like, there's no need to investigate any further. Um, just get back to to your weekly quotas. That's what I want you to do. And um, so she's still investigating it. She's doing it on her own time now instead of listening. So uh, they get that interesting quote where they bring up all these different places where it's like uh, Jakku to Kessel, um, all these different incidences never hitting the same place uh, uh, over and over again. They're always different places that the rebels have been hitting. So she's she's starting to catch on to it, but she can't prove it at the moment, which is very right. interesting. I um I can't I'm gonna have to rewatch it again. Uh, oh no, but like no, uh there was one planet um that they were at oh yeah. Uh the the planet Fondor. Uh and, and they talked about that. And I was like, Star's Battlefront 2, nice. Uh because the Yeah, Kessel Fondor. Yep. Um yeah, Kessel, Fondor, and Jakku. That's what they were talking about. And I love how they keep talking, um, like kind of bringing stuff up from the Star Wars Battlefront 2 campaign because the last time they did it was season two of Mando where they talked about Operation Cinder. And I was really blown away when they did talk about Operation Cinder. Did you play the campaign at all or no? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, so uh, when they like talked about Operation Cinder and, and that, I was blown away. And then when they talked about Fondor, I was like, oh, no way. I was just playing the campaign the other day. That's so cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I love how they're making different preferences towards that. Now I'm hoping at some point that we actually get a Jedi Fallen Order reference. I think that's the next step that Please. they need to go. Like, and, <laughs> like as 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 much as I love the Star Killer one that we got last week, mm-hmm. like Cal Kestis is canon. That story is canon, and and that happens during that 20 year like you know gap from New Hope to uh i mean fr- from revenge of the sith to new hope so i would love to see some type of reference from jedi fall in order to that and maybe in the events of jedi fall uh in in jedi survivor mm-hmm. we'll see you know maybe somehow that kind of t- ties in into um the events that are closer to andor uh we don't know exactly where in the timeline it's happening but most likely it's going to be further in the future of that gap from revenge of the sith to new hope Oh yeah. Um, and then the next scene that we get is back to the camp. They're on their way. They packed all their things and they're ready to start heading out. So that's where they're, they're about to start um, their whole mission. Um, and then after that, we get uh, cut back to the, um, the, the guy and his mom. Um, and she's still just berating him about different things. We get the, the, the cocoa puffs in green milk or blue milk. <laughs> I was laughing about and I was like, yeah, I can't oh, wait man. for that to be a cereal. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh man. I know now it, it it was really funny because for me, we 
we've seen a decent amount of the lower levels of Coruscant and the way mm-hmm. that they act and everything. And, and, and I think the way that his mom is acting is like, she's not in the higher up levels of Coruscant, but she's trying to act like she is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, really, really interesting. Uh, honestly, I, 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 that's why I think that she is related to someone very important. Right. Yeah. And I, I honestly would love just a show that just took place in Coruscant. I I I think that would just be that would be remarkable. pretty cool. And 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 um, and I guess oh, the sh- the old game thirteen thirteen that got canceled. Turned yeah, I was about to, yeah, I was literally gonna yeah. Have, I was just like that. just like turn that into a show. Uh, because of that game was really interesting of mm-hmm. of what what we've seen. I mean, and of just turning that into where it's just dealing with everything in the underworld and stuff like that. That's live action. I think I think animated. that would be like a. Have you ever seen, have you seen Dread? Yes. I feel like it would be like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a like a thing to get from the bottom all the way to the top, uh, and yeah. you would go through like like it'd be like a reverse of, um, the layers of hell. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's going up, and I I yeah. think that'd be really really cool. Yeah. Um, the next scene is back to the them traveling, and Cassian's asking about. Uh, Gorn and what the reason how they got an Imperial officer to start joining them and she says well you know you ask a lot of questions but she he fell in love with a, a girl here and they lost the girl and then he lost his taste for the Empire and I was like hmm very interesting character development um, and then it cuts to Gorn again and they're loading all that shipment of the uh, the quota onto the, the train system um and as he's uh telling his subordinates or underlings he's explaining like hey you're going to be down here watching the shipment tonight uh for tomorrow night and i need you all eyes on this the whole time and they're new and they're like hey you know uh tomorrow is the the night where they have all the stars out and um they're all exploding in the sky like we were really hoping to like watch it you know because it only comes around so many times a year it's all going to be tomorrow and he's like well, uh, I guess if you guys really want to see it, you guys can go see it. But when you come back down here, I need this place spick and span and all this kind of stuff. So they're really yep. appreciative of that. And they're like, okay, great. And then they have no idea that basically they're getting the rug pulled out from underneath them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was re- really cool. And he just turns around and he smiles. At, at, yeah, uh, he's like, at, nice. As the plans come, into gre- to go- come together. Yeah. Now, something I was just thinking about, do we know where they're trying to take the shipment to? Like, I mean, of of of, of where the heist will lead to? Be because because after they steal the quota, like, where is their destination? Because it, it can't be back to Coruscant, like to Luthien. It's going somewhere. Do you think it is too sog? I'm. We're not. I don't think we're sure just yet of where it's going. We just know okay. that they're stealing it, which. It's gonna be nuts because I, I think there's I think there'll be like a plot point there because imagine if the the plot point was never to steal the money it was just to destroy the money. Oh, that would be interesting. Like, yeah. And instead, they're like, "Well, okay, we've we've got everything." They're like, "The reason that we were never go like we asked you if you knew how to fly it wasn't the fact of." Um, like if we could detach it, it was actually just in the fact that we needed you along the way. But yeah, you're disposable, or di- like as they said, they're like he's expendable. Yeah. 
And I wouldn't doubt that that in the end they're like they just either fail and the, the same kind of train thing happens with the coaxium in uh, solo or yeah. something interesting like that. So you are saying that, you know, that there's a chance that they might pull a Joker from the dark night of, of where <laughs> he's like, I'm only burning my half. And then he like throws like the, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I mean, it's still gonna, it's still gonna really hurt the empire. Yeah. But I, I don't know if this is going to fund like the rebels in, in the future or because I mean, like you would have put millions of trackers all over that thing and all this kind of other stuff. So I, I don't know. I think I think there's something more to it. OK, interesting. Um, and then it cuts back to uh, they finally find a spot to uh, the, of their, their travel up the mountains and they finally find a spot to eat. And as they're all sitting down and relaxing. Uh, the character with the tattoos goes up on Cassie and sneaks up behind him and uh, sticks a knife to his neck. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's easily the doesn't trust him at all. Um, and then rips off his blue Kyber crystal necklace and then shows he's it like, to the group. I knew it. And I was like, all right, dude. Just He's like, I know you're lying. All this stuff. He's untrustworthy this whole time. Um, the sky kyber is worth 30,000 credits. You've been hiding it this whole time. I just love like how that's where his mind goes when like mine would be like, it's just an heirloom. Like, you know, it's something important to him. And, and instead of being like, well, because this is worth 30,000. What, what he's been told is that he's, uh, he's on the mission, uh, to be a rebel as well. Like they're all there for the reason of, like independence it's not for money whereas as soon as he saw that kyber crystal he's like dude that's that's more than just an heirloom man that thing's worth a lot of money like if you were just someone who was on this trip wanting the same views you probably would have helped us by now with that kind of money like helped us more so what are you actually here for because this thing's worth a decent amount of money because i i don't think they would have ever had that anywhere else um And because there's no trust in this, like, there's no trust between this group. That's the the fracturing part of it, which is pretty interesting to me, because I think they're trying to say like, "Hey, this rebellion needs to be built off trust and hope." Uh, whereas if you're not trustworthy, they they keep on fighting in between each other, and then Cassian ends up just telling the truth. He's just like, "Hey, I'm getting paid for this." Right. And then yeah. um, that's when he actually stands down and is like, okay, yeah, fine. As long as you're getting paid for it, I guess that does make sense. It's finally good you started telling the truth to us. And I was like, hmm. interesting. I Well, I mean, and and that honestly was funny too be, uh, be, because at that point I, I think it was like, you know what? I got nothing to lose. I'll just tell you. And he was like, yeah, I'm getting paid. So what? Deal with it. I was like, all right, okay. I don't think we've really seen his – real reason to join the rebel alliance yet and i think hopefully in more flashbacks that we'll get that Mm -hmm. uh uh, because he's i love cassian as a character but as of right now in the show you know he hasn't become the the cassian that we know yet yeah yeah there is like not a real reason why he's fighting (laughs) besides the pay right now Mm -hmm. and and, and we haven't seen anything that indicates him being like, oh, I really, really hate the Empire mm-hmm. um, be, because of this. It's Right now, it's just because 
Cassian just needs money and he doesn't like the Empire. Like, mm-hmm. that's really like the um, perspective that I'm getting. So I'm really curious of what really made him be like, all right, I want nothing to do with the Empire. Because if we saw him as a kid, that had nothing to do with the Empire. That had to do with the separatists and 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 like that. And we haven't <laughs> seen the fall of the Republic yet. We know there's clones at some point, but we don't know when. Um, and I'm something that I'm hoping is that the first six episodes of, of the show is just like one plot, and then the next six episodes are like another plot. So I just don't want the okay. hype to continue for all 12 episodes. Yeah, I yeah, want definitely. it to end in this next episode, and then and episode seven is, is, is when it begins the next story. Well, and I mean, I we think- definitely did see on the IMDb page that we have uh, only so many episodes for some characters in our group so i i i know that but at the same time anyone can add you know on on that page but but i'm i'm very hopeful uh because i think it would be great if for both seasons if it was the first six episodes is part one the next six episodes are part one and act two two yeah and and that honestly would make sense where um you 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 kind of get like you kind of get that in the clone wars uh tv show of where you where you have these arcs of where it goes from episode one to three and then it changes the story on, yeah exactly, on, exactly. Under the that's, next one and, that's why i was saying with the the three episode act yep. thing so one two three four five six seven yep. nine ten eleven twelve so it's twelve yep. so yep. i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt that our, our next it's uh it's been an incline up up and people yeah. were expecting another, like a, like a finish, but we didn't get a finish. Now it's going to be the next episode. That's why I would almost guarantee that the next episode is when we get the heist. Yeah. Um, and then our next scene is with Mon Mothma in the, the car with her husband. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you can just see that her, even her husband is just done with this whole, like, politic game. He just enjoys being rich i guess you just yeah it's it's interesting just seeing her just hating life but having uh her compassion is not in her relationship with her family anymore and you see that it's all going to go towards um the rebellion in the future so what would you what do you think of that scene so i'm i'm just trying to make a um I'm trying to guess of like of what her future, you know, um, because we know that she, you know, leaves the Senate and and everything, and then mm-hmm. she becomes, you know, um, a huge part of the Rebel Alliance. But we really don't know ex- like what the pinpoint of where it was in Rebels, where she she was like, you know, I'm speaking out like freely against the Empire, or whatever, and mm-hmm. maybe it was because of like the Emperor did something to her family, and then she was like, all right, en- enough is enough um m- m- like my my family is dead because of the empire and stuff and and then she fully like breaks you know the shackles from from where she was you know staying with the empire and i think she was just like all right i'm i'm done with this and and then she ends up like doing her um different speeches on the helena and rebels and then the phoenix squadron meets her and stuff like that and i think this is will lead into that because I think, you know, they are trying to build up her family and everything to where mm. something will happen to them and it will be 
because of the empire and it might be because of you know maybe of what she uh did uh or maybe they kind of secretly find out like that she's been you know secretly doing stuff with with the rebels Mm -hmm. and then the empire's like you are paying the price by us killing your family or just doing something that will like you know make her be like all right enough is enough do you do you think that they would have a um a kind of scene like uh i think there was like tales of back in um world war ii of how people would have their own families rat out to the nazi parties about how oh yeah yeah they would rat out their own family i can see that happening too like wouldn't it be interesting if her husband or either her daughter read them out to the empire like they're like i've suspected something for so long and she basically loses her family that way of her her family just absolutely just you know going i can see that happening yeah like in my head that's 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 a comparison that i think they would do um and then then yikes is that is that could you see that happening like that's yeah i and and again that's a dark dark path but it's something that i could definitely see the show like going in that direction i i I could definitely see them maybe ending the season on that note of of where she comes home and there's like a whole like squadron of stormtroopers of being like we know i mean uh there's been these rumors you have to come in like who who told her who told you all this and then they're both like we did (laughs) yeah oh man that would be wild but that would be like a great like plot twist i i i think that would be really interesting and i think what's making the show great right now is that we are going down a very dark path um that is supposed to lead into the light side of the rebellion like of the rebellion that we see right now in Endor, eventually goes into the rebellion that we see in a new hope and right now it's a very very dark like it's the darker side of the rebellion Mm -hmm. and i think it's you know kind of backtracking to what we were talking about earlier where it's it's not black and white like it's a very gray area um and i think we're definitely going to see that more in the upcoming episodes of you know not all good good decisions are based off of good i think there are some good decisions that will come off you know of some bad things happening and and i think the worst is yet to come i think they will go through a lot of turmoil and um and frustrations and and sacrifice because you know again this is the same guy that that wrote rogue one and like you said it's a chance that you know that the team is not going to make it because they're listed only for three episodes so mm-hmm. yep. um so then the uh the next scene is them finally making it to that dam base um they get there and they're signaling uh gorn and then the character that threatened cassian comes up and he's like hey uh, and starts explaining his story about how his brother was um uh basically killed by the the empire yeah he uh was a farmer used to farm like uh trees and then the empire basically poisoned the water and destroyed the trees and he had nothing 
Um, so he actually went off and uh, yeah. put uh, filled his pockets with stones and jumped off into uh, into the water. And I was yeah. like, "Ooh, that's a pretty cool statement." And he explains all that to uh, Cassie, and he's like, "That's why I've always hated the Empire." And he's like, "That's as close of an apology as you're gonna get." <laughs> and I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Um, and then our our next scene uh, cuts to um, Skarsgård's character in his uh, antiquities uh, den, and basically he's on a comm radio trying to hear hear word from. His his team, listening like if they've if they said anything, if anything news happened, um, and he's he's just sitting there, just being worried because he's he's helpless. He can't do anything right now until uh, his team's been able to do something. Yeah. So, um, and then I, the yeah, episode I, ends there, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the the episode ends right there. Uh, and ending the episode, I and. You know, we actually did get a, a couple more Easter eggs, but not from Star Wars. There were a couple of ones, but if you look in um, in the right corner, like in the top right corner, those are the Sakara stones from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. yeah. The stones are there. It's right next to the Sith Holocron and the Jedi Holocron. Yeah. Which, those are really big. Like, like they're, Yeah, those, they're gigantic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think the first time that we saw giant holocrons like that were in solo and I've never actually seen anyone hold it. I never seen that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious of what knowledge is in those because those are big, like those are giant holocrons. So I'm really <laughs> curious, but yeah, uh, let's go from one to 10. What do you think of the episode? Ooh, on a scale of one to 10, it's hard. I I love character drama and I love where they're um just just building it and building this universe. Um I I don't want to put it on a scale, but it is maybe like an 8 8 for me, 8 or 9, but I I I would assume that it would go up uh once we get our payoff next episode. Um I I love the world building through these characters' backstories. I love that, and I love the characters in this this show so far. Oh, where would you, where would you put it for yourself? Uh, I would probably put it in a seven. Like I like like I I I'm enjoying the show. I understand why it's going at the pace that it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be really disappointed if the next episode is not the heist. Because if they're sitting up on the hill talking about their feelings and everything again, I'm going to be like, all right, listen. <laughs> there is a time and a place to do this. And you just did that in the last episode. And now you're just extending that like story to these characters where most likely all of them will not make it except Cassian. So let's get on with the heist. I really would like to see what we saw in the trailers of, of where the stakes are high. Mm-hmm. And right now it's just, you know, they're talking about it. It's to me. It's just like, they are talking about it. They're getting ready for it. It's been, you know, a lot going on just to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be disappointed if they're just up on a hill um, uh, at night 
and they're just looking up at the stars and then they're just talking about how bad the empire is i would be like okay as great as this is let's get down to business here's the one thing for me is that i would rather have it be long drawn out with characters that are developed and explained to me for the the character drama so that i i i care about the characters than having another kenobi where it's six episodes and i don't feel that connection right and i think that's why this the show is doing great on that part Mm -hmm. but the thing with kenobi was that that was all one one giant like connect story when 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 you said the like three episodes are like one arc these next three episodes are one arc but we forward we we i think we all said that i think that kenobi could have used extra episodes to build yep. character development i think i don't think anyone yeah. i think it was one of its biggest criticisms is that we would have loved yeah. some extra episodes to push that character development and i'm like i would much rather have a, a 12 episode series where they take their time rather than rush it because yeah. if the payoff is good in the end the payoff is good in the end but if you mess up no one's going to forgive that no. so <laughs> i still i still really enjoyed kenobi I, I i loved seeing and to be honest i think it was because of you know that throwback of having the original actors come back and play those characters and i think that's why i was in love with it um the like story was great but i was mainly there to see those two on screen together again of seeing obi-wan and anakin on screen you know and having that chemistry and getting new scenes because it's something like for me it was like i never thought i would ever see those two on on screen ever again like that and we Got them, you know, having a flashback, and then we got them as as Ben Kenobi and then Vader, and it was it was very it was very sentimental to the fans, and there were and there was a lot of fan service there. And then if you watch, you know, The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, there's a lot of fan service in there too. That is, you know, connecting the dots like directly um, uh, to the to the originals and the prequels and the sequels. And then you have Andor, where the main thing that they're trying to stay connected to is Rogue One. Like, not not the prequels, not the original trilogy, but directly to Rogue One. And that's the direction. I think, I mean, and and, in a way, I think maybe they're like, all right, this is, this, like, show is, you know, staying in the Rogue One universe. Not the Star Wars universe, it's staying in the Rogue One universe and and i think that's why it's not feeling directly like star wars i think it's feeling more like rogue one because they're trying to you know have that same vibe of it yeah um so for our next episode we're probably going to get the highest we're going to be very extremely happy with that is is there anything else that you expect to happen in that next episode I think they're just building up these characters so that they die, but you know, it's fine. It'll be an, it'll be a far more emotional impact. If yes. You know the characters, you yep. love the characters because you've heard their stories and then they die in emotional ways because if if someone gets shot and I don't know them like a stormtrooper, I don't really care. But if I know the stormtrooper's backstory like it's Finn, 
and we understand his backstory and he gets shot and he dies, then I'm like, wow, I actually have an emotional connection and now I'm disappointed or sad. Right. Uh, well, then here's my question. Do you want the heist to happen the next episode or do you want another episode no, where it's no, I, no, 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 no. Okay. I, want the, I want the heist to happen next episode? Yeah. Okay. Good. Guaranteed. Okay. There, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no part of me. That's like, it's not now is not the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's I, just unfortunate that we live in the, in the world of, uh, everything has to be. So we live in the world of TikTok where everything has to be super fast and uh, you only get so much attention span where that's yeah. the biggest criticism of the show is just like, come on, do something. It's like, eh, just give it time because then it's, it has emotional weight. Because when these payoffs happen, yeah. I think there'll, there'll be some of the best payoffs that have happened in Star Wars in a long time because they took their time with right. it. And, and, and it's not that I don't want it to be fast paced. It's just like, I don't know how much can be drawn out more because for some reason, if the next episode was, you know, them just sitting up there, you know, and them talking more about of, of how the empire has affected their lives. I'm like, we just got this in the last episode, but you're telling different stories. Like, I just don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I like, yeah. So I'm, if it's heist needs to happen the next episode, I want to see them leaving the base. I would love to see that trailer of where of where um Cassian is getting chased by tie fighters and and then you see like the flaming stars coming on through that's going to look epic bro i'm so excited for that cuz that was my favorite part of the trailer and i and then there's another shot of the trailer uh with with Luthen and his ship and tie fighters are like chasing him and then and then he does like the laser thing and i'm like i want to see that I want to see that so bad. Uh, and I'm really curious of what the next episodes will be because after the heist, you know, we really don't know exactly what's going on. So I'm really, really curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Uh, and then you have, uh, you have the tales of the Jedi, which are, which is super, super exciting. Um, uh, coming out on October 26th, all of the episodes are dropping as well. Um, it is six episodes. It's going to have, uh, you know, these character developments for Ahsoka and for Count Dooku, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, now something that I'm very excited for, for the series, especially, I, I think it might be the last episode of uh of of like the ahsoka arc and it's gonna be her fighting off this sith inquisitor yeah but but also mask man yeah (laughs) but also uh i think the beginning of it is going to be ahsoka being at padme's funeral on um on on naboo cool and that's tying like directly into the movie so i'm very excited to see that and then to see you know qui-gon and and uh and count dooku like different sides of these characters has me very very excited and i just love all the star wars that we're getting i i i i i love this time because because ever since 2015 to me it was the fall um and the winter going in is you know it's star wars it's it, it it's it's that time for you know star wars because 
when Force Awakens came out, it really didn't hit me that Star Wars was back until I came into work. Uh, because at the time I was working at a movie theater, so I saw the movie a couple of days before, and I was like, "All right, great, cool." And and I walk in, and maybe it's like two hours before the actual like first like screening, and there's a line just going out the door that's going all the way down the street. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And 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 I'm just I'm just you know making popcorn and just hearing like the cheers and the screams and everything <laughs> in the theater. I was like, it's back, it's back. And then they, they just kept doing that almost every winter. And it, and it just made me so happy. So I'm I'm really glad that we are kind of back into that Star Wars, um, uh, into the Star Wars season. And then next year, you've got so many projects coming out. Um, and, you know, you've got Mandalorian Season 3. You've got Skeleton Crew. You've got Ahsoka. Um, you've... Uh, you've got Jedi Survivor. You have you have the Bad Batch, and then you've you know not really you know Star Wars, <laughs> but, then, but, but, but but then you got Indiana Jones. So it's like there's a lot happening next year as well, and then the year after that in 2024 is when we're getting season two of Andor. So Star Wars isn't going like away anytime soon. So I'm super um super pumped for the future of Star Wars and. Mm-hmm. Tales of the Jedi, honestly, I think the show can be phenomenal. I uh, I think if this goes great, um, they could just keep doing like future seasons of where yeah. they just, you know, talk about, you know, Obi-Wan and, you, you know, young Obi-Wan with like Qui-Gon and he's with Satine and they're on the run. And then you could also do Mace Windu and then Samuel L. Jackson can come back because we all know he's been wanting to come back. So it's 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 just like there's ways to make this uh show like bring more excitement to the prequels and more character development for these characters because now after i guarantee after we we watch the arc with count dooku we won't be able to look at the at attack of the clones and revenge of the sith or the clone war show ever the same again um because we'll finally have you know a real reason why he's acting the way that he is I'm 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 super excited for that to be explained or showed more. Yeah. I'm 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 pumped and I love that we're, you know, getting more details of characters like this. And something we talked about on Sunday's podcast, I don't think they'll do that for Yoda. I think they'll stay away from that. Um I mean, as much as I would love that of of seeing of maybe when Yoda first became a Jedi and then uh and then after that you know maybe we see him during the high republic and then we see him you know maybe you know being old man yoda all the way you know from that gap from revenge of the sith to uh uh to a new hope of seeing you know that versions like like those kind of versions of yoda would, would be really cool to see but i don't want them to you know touch the origin of where he's from or anything so you would be okay with what they're doing with the high republic like if they showed him, yeah, know, yeah, like like I I mean of of just showing you know a different version of him, like a younger version of him, that's fine. But I don't want them to be like you know doing what <laughs> this of, is the planet he's from, right, right? Because I I don't want them to do what they're doing with Ahsoka of of where like like oh look th- this is baby Ahsoka, this is Ahsoka's mom. Like I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to be like okay, this yeah, is. Fair. 
Yeah, like I, 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 I want that to remain a mystery because that's what makes the character so great. And we know sometimes when the mystery is taken away from the character and you get the origin, it's not, you know, as much as we, you know, love and as we did before, because what made, you know, Vader and Boba Fett and Yoda, all these characters so great. It's like we didn't know their origins and it was a mystery. And the fact that, you know, we got Boba Fett and his first, you know, appearance was um in a cartoon on the holiday special and he's riding this giant dinosaur w- 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 with his rifle uh it was just like oh my gosh cool and, and and then you know like a year like a couple of years later we end up seeing him in in a movie and it's like whoa and we know nothing about him and uh and and then you got you know you, you got darth vader and we get his whole backstory in the prequels which i think was done well but as i think for boba fett it was kind of like a mix because I just got done rewatching um, the the Book of Boba Fett, and after he got his ass handed to him by by Black Crescenton, and he walks down wearing a bathrobe, I was like, oh, like come on!" So, yeah, yep. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I was looking at something over here. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. For me, when it, it it comes to like, you have these golden moments of Star Wars where, just don't touch it. Like, just let it be what yeah. it is. I, it, unfortunately, Star Wars is the that double edged sword where everyone wants everything explained. However, sometimes the mystery is just far better than that. Like, the biggest complaint that people have that, that I hear that people are still like, "Why did you explain that?" is saying metachlorians and explaining metachlorians as like a scientific view in the prequels and i'm like for me i didn't really like i I still look back to that and i go like yeah that really didn't need to be explained like i just i liked it being but like the force just being uh a mystical and not knowing about it and some people like like knowing about it some people don't i mean if they if they actually do try and explain yoda's origin i definitely don't want it from a, a planet's perspective i just kind of want him like a younger version, like a, I would love to see him as a Padawan. Yeah. Love to see him uh, in his age of uh, the High Republic. Cause I would love to see the High Republic in live action. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think we're going to see the end of it in the show Acolyte. I think um, that's going to be addressed because that show takes place during, like during the, end of the age of the high republic i think is what they talked about because i think that show is going to lead into like you know of darth plagueis and everything and i think that's what they're trying to do with it at least that's what everyone's hoping they will do with it Mm -hmm. uh and that's really exciting because that's an era that's never been really touched and it's going to be dealing with something in star wars that's like it's not stormtroopers it's not clone troopers it's it's its own thing and it's it's going to be very interesting to um, see that come to light and them. I'm, I'm really curious on how that show is going to do. And I think Andor is a great, um, is a great kind of starter point for new projects in star Wars, because I think Acolyte's going to have the same type of tone of Andor, but I think it's always going to be more, you know, it's going to be more mystical. It's going to be more mysterious and, Hopefully it's m- more dark. Like, yeah, for real. And yeah, there's as I think that that 
that the theme of something that we really wanted was a, a horror series, a horror or horror movie. Yeah. I still think that we could do a grievous one just the same way that they did it before. Cause that, that is so cool to me the way they did it in um, the clone wars. I would love to see that in live action. Yeah. Yeah. His, um, uh, he, he also has like a dark past too. Like he has a very, very, that would be, dark a, that would be a cool origin story. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't mind watching that. My, my, my only thing is like, I don't think they would be able to do it live action. And the only reason why is because, uh, Count Dooku plays a huge part um, in um, uh, in okay. in his origin yeah, and the fact that Christopher Lee passed away. I I, I mean I I think they could do it, but it's like it it, it, w- it would be difficult to do. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and then to kind of end today's episode, uh, we wanted to uh, tell everyone about the uh, let's go giveaway about the giveaway that has just ended for B2 Emo. Uh, honestly, not that many people sign up for this one, and it's really sad because he's a really cool character. Uh, and we haven't seen him in, in in two episodes. It's very, very tragic. But I, I will be announcing those winners on our Instagram in just a couple of hours here. But, uh, but again, to... Ten the podcast today we just wanted to give a um there were a lot of people that were affected by the hurricane uh in florida and we just wanted to um send our thoughts and prayers to everyone that that was affected by the flooding and everything uh josh myself matt uh mason and brooke were all here for it and we came out strong i think josh had you know super <laughs> no bad power but we're good now yeah. i mean I, yeah. I would have loved to be there last week on episode but uh yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. So, uh, our thoughts and, uh, our thoughts are going out to everyone that was affected by the hurricane, but yeah. Uh, with that being said, thank you all so much for, uh, being fans of the podcast and following us. We're on Facebook. We have our own page, star stuff group and star Wars stuff podcast page, and please go support us on Patreon. We have wonderful stuff. Uh, we are recording a new episode of Sabak talk this Friday. Wah, wah. So we're we're super excited and pumped about that. We're on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast, Twitter at Stuff Podcast, TikTok just search Star Wars Stuff Podcast, and guess where our Gmail is Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. And please go on Apple Podcast, talk about how great David is. Five stars, we love it. And we're also on Twitch SW Stuff seventy seven. Again, everyone, we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you. We love you all. We um we hope to uh uh get you know a train heist, a some type of heist next week for the new episode. We're super pumped and maybe some Max Rebo, but we'll see. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs>